Welcome to the world of Pokémon. My name is Chris. People call me the Pokémon Prof. This world is inhabited by creatures called Pokémon. For some people, Pokémon are pets. I'm Louisa, a Pokémon breeder. Others use them for fights. I'm Jeff, a Pokémon trainer. Myself? I study Pokémon as a profession. Recorded live from Palatown, this is Someone's PC, a Pokémon podcast. Hello, welcome. This one is about Porygon. Porygon's Japanese name is also Porygon, but because uh, Japan has not the standard uh, Roman characters that we do, but their own alphabet, uh, the character for that second syllable there, E, uh, is often transliterated with an L or an R, which is why you get that interesting switching problem, because it's more of a combination of both. Uh, I think that they use the same, like, it would be spelled the same if you were spelling the English word polygon um, in Japanese. Uh, so it's interesting that when translating into English, they had to make a decision. Um, are we going to call this Pokemon Polygon, or are we going to give it a kind of unique name based on that ambiguity of Japanese? Um, and they went with the kind of unique name. Uh, anyway, it's my turn to describe it after that brief, uh, foray into Japanese 101, uh, a class that I took ten years ago. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so it's, like its name implies, a uh, sort of polygonal shape. It almost looks like an origami swan, um, as rendered by a Nintendo 64. Uh, its body is... Oh, man, it's hard to describe the shape because it's sort of weird. It's like, almost like a 3D trapezoid, maybe the shape of like a takeout container. Uh, its head is sort of a really angular uh, teardrop shape with the point of the teardrop pointing forward to form like a duck's bill. Um, it has two feet that are uh, shaped like janky looking coffins. And a <laughs> a tail, <Really>? yeah, uh, <laughs> and a tail that is. This is an interesting Rorschach test for Jeff. <laughs> a tail that looks. Let's see, I see Chinese food. I see uh, the imminent specter of death and a duck. <laughs> and the tail is um like like my Wi-Fi adapter on my other computer. It's pretty much the exact shape of that. If you know what that looks like, which you don't. Um, <laughs> it's a. An- See, I was gonna say, yeah. it looks like one of those toys for kids where the tail would be a long handle, and then as you push it oh. along the floor, it would like slap its feet. Yeah, yeah, it has that kind of look yeah. too. Um, it's a weird Pokemon because it's uh, a computer-generated Pokemon, but it can also exist in the real world for some reason, um, <laughs> and you evolve it by trading it while it's holding upgrade discs. Uh, first into Porygon 2, uh, perhaps the, either the most geniusly or lazily named <laughs> Pokemon of all time. Uh, they didn't even go with Porygon 2.0, just Porygon 2. Um, <laughs> and then it evolves into a weird glitch form called Porygon Z when you trade, uh, Porygon 2 holding something called the Dubious Disc, which is, I guess, pirated evolution software. Uh, if we're gonna mention Porygon 2, I would like to say that I love their idea of, uh, making it an evolution by rounding it off 
the same way that, that computer graphics got better. Yeah. I, from looking like <laughs> polygons to being like a rounded, it's still like a duck, but it's like a sleek <laughs> duck that's a it's Mark. like the game, a GameCube duck instead of an N64 duck. Uh, oh, I also didn't mention its uh, head and body are primarily pink, uh, its feet and tail are blue, and its chest and the tip of its beak are the same color blue, uh, and it has a big, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, hexagonal um, eye with uneven sides to the hexagon. Um, Porygon is difficult to describe. Uh, it was also the only episode of the TV show it was in when we were kids did not air in America because it had one scene with, uh, (laughs) flashing red and blue backgrounds that, uh, put a bunch of kids in Japan in the hospital. Um, that was not a, uh, myth that did actually happen and would, oh, sick, more than 600 children, uh, hosp- were put in hospitals because they had seizures from the flashing strobe effect. Um, they could have, yeah, yeah. they could have just edited that part out. <laughs> it would be very easy to just not make it flash anymore, but instead they're like, nah, no one can see this episode ever again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. When you think about how many uh, works of Japanese animation uh, that I remember from when I was a kid just would have a still shot on screen as it pans slowly and the characters acted as if something was happening, I don't see why they couldn't have done that. Yeah, instead of. We wouldn't have even noticed. We wouldn't have. Like, <laughs> it, we're a generation of people that would watch, like, uh,. Speed Racer, right next to Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z, and, like, Pokemon looked <laughs> amazing compared to Speed Racer, and is still even better than Dragon Ball Z. They could have gotten away with a lot of downgrades, and kids would not have noticed. Yeah, kids don't notice those types of things. Saturday morning I don't know, I did watch, uh, That's true. Uh, I did watch the first episode of the show recently, though, and there is a lot of Still images that are not moving, just being panned over, yeah. like, a whole lot. <laughs> uh, I think that the st- the art style is pretty good, mostly owing to uh, Ken Sugimori and his brilliant illustrations of Pokemon. Um, but, yeah, they definitely made that show on the cheap. Uh, I was seeing some, like screenshots and clips from the new season in the Alola region, and it looks way better because they adopted, like, an actual art style to it, and it, like, has sort of animation, like, visual gags, and not just like, oh, you're getting shocked by Pikachu, here's two frames of animation slowly flipped between for, uh, ten seconds while (laughs) your mouth doesn't move, but the voice actor says a lot of words. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, anyway, that's nothing to do with Porygon anymore. Uh, Porygon's a Pokemon that consists entirely of programming code. Don't you get it from somebody in a, a racetrack the, or something? The Game like Corner. Yeah, you can channel? trade it in for uh, from okay. Game Corner points. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember how hard it was to get, and it was, uh, not quite no, worth it's it. it's not when good. You got it. <laughs> You felt like you had to, but it was a letdown. Um, yeah, Porygon is a little bit sad, because, like, it's kind of endearing looking, but it's a turd. So, Porygon is pretty <laughs> yeah. much confirmation that Pokemon can be converted into, um, 
digital assets. Like, that's how they get them in the computer, right? They're turned into information uh, and programming code. See, I would say it started as information, and it's the fact that it came out that is yes, what makes Porygon it Yes, is, uh, was, but Porygon was created, like, backwards. Like, oh, we figured out how to turn Pokemon into computer programs. Why don't we make a computer program and see if we can uh, extract it from the computer like we do other Pokemon? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Uh, it's the only Pokemon people anticipate can fly into space. None has managed the feat yet, however... <laughs> okay. Well, that's I feel like there's true. a lot of Pokemon uh, that can do that. It can't fly. <laughs> it can't fly at all. First of all, uh, <laughs> well, doesn't it like float around? Yeah, I guess, but like it can't. It doesn't learn any flying moves. It probably can't go too high up. I guess it wouldn't have to obey physics, though. It's just program. What if reality is just a uh, computer program, and that's why Porygon oh, no. works? <laughs> oh my god, what if what if we all just exist in a game that some what child is playing? Uh it is a man-made Pokemon. Since it doesn't breathe, people are eager to try it in any environment. Uh, Sounds unethical. <laughs> yeah, let's throw this weird duck into the sun. Uh oh interesting. This Pokemon uh, is copy protected, so it cannot be duplicated by copying. You can't put a Porygon on a floppy disk and make a copy for a friend. <laughs> That's a bummer. Um, <laughs> I like, if you look at the uh, sprite for the crystal version, it glitches out in a really, like, well, endearing that. sort of way. Um, yeah, I like cool. that its most recent Pokedex entry said it was created about 20 years ago. Because uh, that is true, it was. <laughs> I like that the shiny one is blue with, like, a lilac pink uh, set of <laughs> extremities. <laughs> I like that color scheme. This uh, isn't working. This animation says it's a PNG. That shouldn't be right. Hmm. Well, for the listener, it kind of, its body and feet sort of turn into just like a wire oh, frame for a few seconds, and then they re-solidify. That's cool. I like that. Um, I like its shiny form is sort of reverse-colored, but the blue is darker and the pink is lighter. Yeah, and it's not so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's probably <laughs> inverted colors. Like, if you loaded a uh, regular Porygon into a uh, photo manipulation program and clicked mm -hmm. invert, it would probably look like shiny Porygon. Yeah, All the ones and zeros got switched. Yeah, exactly. Opposite. Of blue is orange. Well, that's that not usually not how invert right. works, but uh, they're opposite each other on the color wheel. Yeah, but invert is always something weird that I don't understand fully. Hmm. Uh, I wonder if I can. No, I wouldn't be able to figure this out. Uh, <laughs> what if I Google invert image into Google invert? Image, enter. And maybe it'll give me a thing on web that'll do it. 
It does. Then we can write okay. a true case file story about uh, Paragon's murder, because you need to be able to invert a picture for that to say, and then something terrible happened, and then <laughs> <laughs> the picture changes. Yeah, that works. Uh, okay, I'm doing it now. I can upload an image file. Uh, this one is called SPR5B137. And we're going to find out right now the truth. Uh, click invert. Uh, yeah, it's not really that close. It does make the pink part... <laughs> it makes the pink parts a shade of blue, and the blue parts a shade of orangey-pink. Uh, but they're not exactly the ones in the shiny form. Uh, the blue yeah. the blue is darker, and the pink is lighter. Uh, but yeah. maybe that's what was they were going for. I don't know. <sighs> is someone playing a video game in the background? <laughs> no. Yeah, I heard like. <laughs> um, oh, that might be an ambulance or something. I live in the uh, city. I like uh, if Cantonese Chinese name translates to cube monster, and its Mandarin Chinese name <laughs> is three three <laughs> D long, which literally means three D dragon. Uh, and everywhere else it's Porygon. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> the Chinese names <laughs> are always monster, interesting. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> 3D Dragon and Cube Monster are both very good. Uh, I think, is Porygon the only Pokemon that can learn Tri-Attack? Maybe Dodrio also learns it. I think it can. it's the only one that can learn Conversion and Conversion yeah, 2, I think. Conversion is its, is it, yeah, I forgot. Conversion is its signature move. Uh, it does also learn Tri-Attack, which is not a terrible move, but it's not very good either. Um, it's when you, it barfs up a bunch of triangles or something, right? Yeah, and it has a 10% chance to burn, a 10% chance to paralyze, and a 10% chance to freeze. Uh, which is hmm. a pretty good percentage overall, 30% chance to do something. Um, let's see, Conversion 2 will randomly change the user's current type to any type that either resists or is immune to the type of the last damaging move it was hit by. That's so complicated. <laughs> um, okay. They've updated this move. Now it targets an adjacent Pokemon and bypasses accuracy checks to always hit unless the opponent is in the semi-invernable turn of dig or fly. It will randomly change the user's current type to a type that it either resists or is immune to, the type of move last used by the target, including data moves. So rather than going by the last move you were hit by, it goes by the last move that the Pokemon you used it on used. Yeah. Still complicated. Yes. What does yeah. regular conversion do? It, it changes the user's current type to the target's current type. Uh, then for a while, it changed the user's current type to match uh, the type of one of the user's moves. Interesting. Uh, these are the things I never bothered with. I just <laughs> try to get powered up in simple moves like ice, and then I know that's going to be good against grass. <laughs> now it changes. Now it stuff. changes the user's current type to match the type of the move the user has in its first move slot. So now you can control which type you change your Porygon into. Which I find interesting, because it was almost like a... 
not quite randomness to it, but you changed into the enemies type, which is uh, interesting. Hmm. The picture that they use for conversion is Porygon using it on another normal type Pokemon. <laughs> uh, so, wait, is this one really good for tournament play then? Because you can do that? Oh, no, Porygon is not powerful, uh, and changing types is... Uh, changing types is not as good as it would seem to be, because, like, rather than spending a move to become another type, you could just get a Pokemon that already is that type. Yeah. Uh, let me look at Porygon Z. Maybe it would help if you don't if you don't know what you're going to be up against. Yeah, it know. could be. Um, the problem is, oh, Porygon Z is borderline now, which um, is a, it's the it's OU is the main tier for overused. Uh, borderline is like just below that. Um, like, you can use it in OU reasonably well, but it's not quite normal use there. Um, but it was underused uh, during the 6th generation play, so I guess it got some uh, viability that I don't know about. Um, but yeah, it's because of the nature of the metagame... Um, people have, through experience or math, figured out which types are going to be common in play, and then which types are going to be common based on countering those first types, etc., etc., all the way on down the line. Uh, and if anything becomes so centered in play that, um, like, the entire metagame sort of morphs around reacting to it and reacting to reactions to it, uh, that you, that Pokemon will get banned. Uh, like, Mega Kangaskhan is banned because it was so powerful that if you have it on your team, uh, everyone, like, there's no reason to not have it on your team, and then there's no reason for you to not also have counters to it on your team because everyone will be using it because it's objectively the best one. <laughs> uh, so they had to be like, nah, you can't so use that. Weird. No, I just said it's so weird that that would sort of accidentally become the best one. Well, yeah, this like forgettable dinosaur <laughs> yeah. kangaroo. Uh, the thing about Mega Kangaskhan is its uh, ability in Mega Form lets you go twice, so you can use uh, uh, Power Up Punch, which will raise your attack by one. Uh, stage per use, and you can use it twice in a turn. So you basically get uh, like one and a half attacks and a swords dance on your first turn. Um, I know you've explained this to me. Oh, that's <laughs> like, right. I've explained it on this <laughs> show. We explained it in the Kangaskhan episode. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't even think we did. I think it was later than Was that. it? Weird. <laughs> um... Yeah. yeah, I am not the the reason why I'm not good at competitive Pokemon and don't do it is because I can never predict what Pokemon or moves other people are going to use, and I don't want to learn more. Um, I already know too much about it, but I all I do is know. I can't put any of it into practice. Um, I'm giving Porygon a not very effective. Oh, I'm going to give it a normal effective because I think it's interesting, if nothing else. <laughs> Uh, funny you should say that, because I was going to give it a normal effective, but then the discussions of what its abilities can do was so <laughs> boring that I became totally <laughs> disassociated from everything that was happening, and I didn't know where I was anymore, and I had to, like, bring myself back. So it's going to have to get a not very yeah, effective. Yeah, it's a... Oh, so this is, like, the nerd Pokemon that all the other Pokemon beat up for being a nerd. It's a 
gimmick Pokemon created by but scientists. But according to you guys, it kind of deserves it. Well, yeah, because they made it on purpose, and they didn't do a good job. Uh, it's a gimmick Pokemon made by scientists and isn't good. Like, they could have made it good instead. Yeah, but it's good to them. No, it's not. I bet they were super excited about how its stupid abilities suck. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, man, look at all the math this nerd can do. You can't even, like, <laughs> explore deep oceans or whatever. It's just there to be like, wow, we no, made this can. duck. They just haven't done it. <laughs> look at the duck we made. <laughs> Hooray. No, you can throw this duck into the Mariana Trench and it'll survive, the Marinara maybe. Trench. Um. <laughs> Thanks for stopping. It sounds like a level of Super Mario. Yeah, it definitely would be. <laughs> it would be like a combination water and lava level. No, it's a Mario Kart level. That's where all the food levels are. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it. Uh, well, no, we already rated it. Thanks for stopping by. We hope to see you again. <laughs> God, Porygon sucks. See how boring it is? 